Stay tuned for today's episode. I have the founders of a new NFT project called Crypto Coral Tribe, which is helping the oceans, marine life, and coral reefs around the world. It's a fabulous way of how crypto, NFTs, and saving our seas has come together with a charity component built into the project. Don't miss this interview. Welcome to the New to Crypto podcast, designed to guide you through the crypto landscape with pinpoint accuracy, created for the new and intermediate crypto investor. Join your host, Crypto Travels Michael, as he takes you through the different facets of getting started and succeeding in your crypto journey. New to Crypto podcast brings you new episodes daily, Monday through Friday, with surprise bonus episodes sometimes on the weekend. Let me ask you, are you new to crypto? Don't know where to start? Are you more experienced but have questions? Then you're in the right place. This podcast is designed for you. Coming at you from the Trading Center in the Lifestyle Design Studio, here's your host, Crypto Travels Michael. Brave Wallet is the first secure crypto wallet built natively in a Web3 crypto browser. No extension required. You can store, manage, and grow your portfolio, get NFTs, and multi-chain support. Download the Brave Privacy Browser at brave.com slash new to crypto and click on the wallet icon to get started. I'm excited about this episode today. I'm joined here with an awesome new project. Today, we're going to be talking about NFTs, coral reefs, and crypto and more. And I have two of the co-founders here right now on the show Jimmy and Christian, man, it's a pleasure to have you join us. Welcome to the show. How's it going, Michael? Pleasure to have us here, man. Thank you very much, Michael. We're excited. Hey, man. Thank you guys for coming on. Can you guys uh, tell us a little bit about yourselves before we dive into things? Yeah, so I'm Christian. Uh, As you said, I'm one of the co-founders on this project, uh, Crypto Coral Tribe. And uh, I'm mostly responsible for managing some of the creative processes, the art, but also kind of have my hands and everything, being an entrepreneurial um, spirit. And uh, yeah, previously to to working on this, uh, I've been involved with creating digital art and graphics for a couple of fashion brands around the world, uh, Calvin Klein in Asia and Versace in the UK. And kind of connecting. And another passion of mine is is nature and kind of feeling alive, feeling like part of my surroundings. And and that's really what drew me to um, being part of Crypto Coral Tribe and and trying to express that through this um, project. And yeah, Michael. So I'm Jimmy. Uh, I've been joining Christian in this beautiful yet hectic journey (laughs) since five months back. And I went to work in Mozambique with some NGOs in agritech and did a bit of project outgrowing there and got a feel of what the fusion between technology and nature could look like. But uh, the inspiration for this project goes way back to kind of my roots, surfing, diving, sailing, and all these things that connect me with nature. So I've been working with Christian as a co-founder, managing the team, and, and yeah, excited to be here. Awesome, guys. Man, I'm really excited about about this new project. Overall, in terms of crypto, this is new, and and I want to I wanna unpack for our audience, like, can you guys share in a nutshell what Crypto Coral Tribe is? Yeah, so Crypto Coral Tribe is an NFT collection, a collection of digital assets, which is their artworks, and they're a tribe of 9,000. The idea behind this project is really to 
be able to employ technology and the technology of blockchain to drive capital and form community around making a difference in uh, marine habitats. And there's a series of different activations on our roadmap, which we can probably get into a little bit later. But importantly, one of our missions is really to kind of like gamify the experience, make a fun, engaging way and rewarding way, um, even financially in some aspects of being part of a force for change. You know, so we are an art collection and a digital art collection, but the backstory is really to make a change in the world and uh, leverage blockchain technology to do so. Awesome. One of the things that caught my attention was the fact that you guys about the coral reefs. And I want to touch on that because Having lived in Australia by the beach in Hawaii for a decade, you know, I absolutely love the ocean, all the oceans around the world and the water, the waterways, et cetera. And um, let's talk for a moment about the diminishing coral reefs around the world and, and how actually does Crypto Coral Tribe have plans to help with this? Yeah, sure thing. So um, as an avid diver that you are and also surfer, you know, this is something that most people within the aquatic realm are quite aware of. But obviously, you know, corals have been uh, degrading and declining in an incredible speed. And what people don't usually know is that corals actually house about 25% of marine life. And in turn, the oceans give us kind of 70% of our oxygen or so. So corals do play a focal point in all of what the fight towards marine conservation, not just housing other marine life, but also providing tourism opportunities to local towns and also preventing high tides to reach coastal areas. So in a way, offering protection to coastal beaches. So that's what inspired choosing corals as an inspiration for our avatar is the fact that they act as a heart of our ocean and provide so much life to that. And we want to, in turn, take a similar position within the NFT space where we're providing all the resources needed for the, this kind of ecosystem to thrive and empower people to drive marine conservation in some way. Um, but yeah, we've, been, we've got four coral NGOs already uh, that we've partnered with all around the world, Coral Guardian, Coral Triangle Center, Turks and uh, Caicos, and they're all employing different ways in which to combat this challenge. One of which uh, I'm not sure you're familiar with is microfragmenting. Have you looked into that, Michael? Microfragmenting. Uh, micro not yet. Yeah. Tell us some. Tell us so, a little bit more about that. Yeah. So coral, corals actually take a, a really long time to grow naturally, uh, and that's one of the issues here, right? And uh, this doctor actually around, I think it was four or five years ago, through some sort of serendipity by accident, found that when you break a coral into very small pieces the acceleration in growth is actually a 50-fold, uh, all naturally without having to interfere with other technologies. Just like when you break a tissue on your skin, uh, that starts to recover much quicker. So this is a process, microfragmenting planting, that uh, a lot of coral restoration programs are starting to pick up now. And it's you know quite a promising avenue in this fight uh, towards. And whenever we work with these NGOs, we'll be planning on employing that. But uh, that's a kind of glimpse of hope in this challenge. Wow, that's, yeah, I wasn't aware of that. That's awesome. So you tell our audience, you have plans to basically essentially plant or, or grow thousands of corals worldwide. So this is probably going to play, you know, an amazing part in that journey. Yes? Um, yeah, that's correct. So basically our first pledge is to plant 3,000 corals worldwide. And these, as Jimmy said, will be split across different NGOs, some in Europe, some in the Bahamas, some in uh, Indonesia and Bali. And yeah, the, the possibility of micro-fragmenting is, is something there. But 
each NGO has a different sort of technique, you know. Some of them are actually like rescuing corals. So some of them actually dive down. For example, in Punta de la Mona in Spain, one of our partners, they'll dive down quite deep and they will um, take corals out from uh, like fishing nets and old um, sort of like fishing equipment. They'll take them to a nursery on land, restore them, and then with an organic um, substrate, they'll bring them back and kind of stick them back into the reef to, to flourish again, you know. So there's different techniques that are relevant to each um, situation. And yeah, you know, part of our mission is to plant these corals, but uh, we'll probably get into that in a second as well. We've got uh, in our approach is to kind of approach this from a 360 point of view, you know, because you can plant as many corals as you want and try save the ocean like that, but you're only playing a one dimensional game. You know, there's so many other aspects to this in terms of education and, and other ways of um, kind of solving this problem that we also kind of are going to dive in and tackle. Awesome. So you're working with numerous NGOs and uh, essentially marine restoration uh, foundations and organizations. By the way, I'm sure you guys welcome any of our listeners that happen to be in marine restoration or foundations or NGOs to contact you guys as well. I actually know someone in Hawaii that I'm going to refer out to you guys because I think I think this is a topic that that needs discussion and needs awareness. And the fact that you're tying it into crypto and using NFTs is, is awesome. Tell us a little bit about the characters of your NFTs. I see that you guys are fusing like cyberpunk and art together. What was some of the inspiration and motivation behind that? If you look at our characters, the initial inspiration was partly because of our artists, right? So our artist, his name is Zhao. He's a Brazilian artist and he actually specializes in indigenous kind of artworks and indigenous theme and also a, a kind of more punk aesthetic right so the idea behind these principles or these themes is the indigenous one is like when you look at um, indigenous tribes all over the world there's kind of an interesting way in which they navigate through their surroundings in which they're they're in a kind of interdependent relationship with things and less sort of cut off plainly than like modern society so we wanted to kind of like revive some of that old spirit of co-living with nature and that was something really important for us the other inspiration for our art is the solar punk or cyberpunk there's you know they kind of blend and mix but essentially the solar punk vision is to use technology to create a society that can be kind of zero emission clean uh, quite utopian and optimistic you know so that was another kind of futurist reference that you'll see in our um, avatars and you'll see some of them have like robotic uh, eyes and robotic limbs and there's that implication there that we we're always trying to kind of embrace those old values of that tribalism and that sort of natural connection with this kind of like yeah let's use technology let's use blockchain let's kind of you know try and transform the system using the tools we have today so though that's some of the inspiration behind our artworks and um, I encourage those guys listening now to to come and check them out we can probably put some links up in the show notes to because it's always a, a picture will tell a thousand words you know so there's only so much I can say now oh absolutely all the links uh, are in, are on the blog post page for today's episode and uh, and we'll have some of the images on there as well but you can also click over and head over to their website uh, guys what is solar punk? You know, and because I, I can see some of our listeners Googling right now, you know, what is solar punk? And it's, it's phenomenal. But can you like unpack what, what it is for, for people that are new to it? So solar punk places a lot of the focus on clean energy, but also explores a lot the way in which nature, civilization and technology can coexist ultimately. Right. And solar punk is thrown up, but it can 
it can be applied in so many ways. So there's a big movement around solar punk art, which is obviously a key uh, factor in any movement, uh, which allows to express the culture of that. However, there's also uh, initiatives and practices that will overlap with solar punk movements, such as, for example, if you're getting into permaculture and the way in which people can uh, do it themselves and build their own homes or even businesses in which some way utilize nature and technology to provide a service in which both of those aspects are kind of coexisting and working in a symbiotic way with each other. So ultimately, it's this effort or global effort towards a future in which nature and technology can coexist with civilization in a more sustainable way. And one of the ways in which it does that is through the use of clean energy and solar energy, thus the term solar pump. Awesome, man. Thanks for breaking that down. I understand you guys, you guys mentioned that you have 9,000 NFTs total. Is there only 9,000? And, and how did you come to that number? Yes, there's only 9,000 in, in this collection. But, you know, in the future, who knows, maybe there are other other ideas and, and ways we want to visualize things down the line. But for this, we wanted to keep it at 9,000. One of the factors being at the time when we were conceptualizing the project, there are a lot of 10,000 NFT collections out there. And we wanted to kind of bring down the supply a little bit to, you know, incentivize and kind of emphasize on value there. And, you know, to be totally transparent, as the market progressed and stuff, we were seeing collections with less and less NFTs. You know, the market was becoming more saturated and therefore the amount of supply people would load on would be less. But many of our contracts, many of our deals stayed at 9,000 and we took took it kind of as a positive challenge. Like, okay, let's like go out there and do this with a 9,000. You know, it's something that a community of, let's say, the average uh, amount of collectors on a 9,000 collection would be like 5,000 or 4,500, the average person having two NFTs. That's a nice community base, you know, to be working with and, and a good number, good number to kind of get people involved and uh, around our initiatives and this kind of stuff. So yeah, that's kind of um, how it stuck. Absolutely. I can definitely appreciate that. And I see that you and your team chose to build on Solana. Can you tell us a little bit about that? So that was a long process, Michael, long process, because Ethereum is obviously, for those out, out there that don't know, Ethereum is a dominant one right now in terms of NFTs. If you're looking at metrics such as total volume sales, uh, amount of collections listed, and even the biggest collections with uh, the highest value, such as Board Yacht Club and so on, they're all listed on Ethereum. However, the main thing was Ethereum's current CO2 emissions, which for those that don't know, is uh, you know substantially high at the moment. Ethereum 2.0, which is planned to be rolled out in approximately six months, is intended to reduce that and incre- increase the efficiency. However, when we looked at Solana, which at the time of the idea was emerging, there was a substantial amount of collections which were creating a, a solid community behind them. And mainly reports that came out recently showed that a transaction on Solana only consumed about the same amount of energy as two Google searches. So completely negligible. And we thought that since we're going to be dealing with NGOs and corporations, which tend to buy into the news that cryptocurrencies are bad for the environment, all NFTs consume and so on, it was important for us to have strong fundamentals behind that. And Solana leaves no room for kind of argument in terms of CO2 emissions there. A part of that, it's also the Solana space is newer. And therefore, we found that communities tend to be a bit more tied and together and and easily accessible. So the main derivative was the energy consumption, but also the quality of projects slowly rising in the Solana space. Brave Wallet is the first secure crypto wallet built natively in a Web3 crypto browser. What's Web3? Web3 is freedom from big tech and Wall Street, more control and better privacy. But there's a weak point in Web3. 
your crypto wallet. Most wallets are browser extensions, a Web2 technology. That means the same old risks, app spoofing, phishing scams, and theft. Brave Wallet is different. Brave Wallet is the first secure wallet built natively in a Web3 crypto browser, no extension required. With Brave Wallet, you can buy, store, send, and swap assets, manage NFTs, even connect other wallets and dApps, all from the security of the best privacy browser on the market. Whether you're new to crypto or a seasoned pro, it's time to ditch those risky extensions. It's time to switch to Brave Wallet. Download Brave at brave.com forward slash new to crypto and click on the wallet icon to get started. I'm sure our listeners can definitely appreciate that. Not to mention that the fees are significantly less currently on Solana. (laughs) Any of you complaining about gas fees on Ethereum, go on Solana and you'll be amazed about the, I think it's like 50 cent fees sometimes or even less for, for a transaction. So that's definitely a treat. So let's let's break down. I want to get, get into the impact fund. And then afterwards, uh, Christian, you had mentioned about education and planting coral, et cetera. But what is the impact fund in your project and, and why is it important? Yeah, so the impact fund is kind of like the spearhead of our actions in a sense, right? So it's a, it's a fund, it's a wallet where 50% of all primary sale and secondary sale uh, commissions will be um, driven towards, you know, and actually... Everything we do in our future as well, 50% will be going to this impact fund, you know. So the intention of the fund is to sort of drive marine restoration um, and other activities that promote the health of our planet. One of the layers towards that is such things as planting coral, like the 3000 coral we plan to plant around the world. But importantly, there's the idea with the impact fund is that there are going to be many projects curated and presented to our community. So if you own an NFT of ours, you'll be able to have a vote and have a say on how those funds get directed. So in a sense, it's a community-driven effort to make a difference on an environmental level in our planet. Um, And not only so, part of the activities and the the projects which will be presented in the Impact Fund will also extend to the realm of art and creativity. So it's not just planting coral or cleaning up beaches, all these kinds of things you can do on the field, there's also going to be um, room for um, kind of creative expression and creating artworks or NFT collections that promote the idea and wake people up to the issues that we're facing today and like really get people like wound up and, you know, like ready to, to make a change. So we want to approach it from this sort of creative and emotive side, plus this kind of very practical and on the field side and and empower our community members to actually you know, direct that and channel that. Awesome. You'd mentioned something that brings up a question. So we have our listeners listening and let's say that they're definitely interested in getting involved. Maybe they, they purchase an NFT. So what does that look like for them in terms of access to the community, voting, governance, all the, all the kind of things for the average person listening, you know, paint them a picture of what that will look like for them. Right. So as soon as you get your NFT, we're planning on launching by the end of February, which we'll announce it soon. But once you looked at our project, you love the art, you really trust our vision and you buy that NFT. Uh, ultimately, the Impact Fund will take place initially as a dashboard online where you'll be able to go onto the website, connect your wallet. The website will verify that you own one of the NFTs from our collection and that will give you access to this gamified dashboard where not only you'll be able to see previous projects that we've already invested in and how we're tracking the impact of those, as well as projects that have been proposed now. 
uh, it will allow you to kind of discuss around those and navigate the different projects that have been proposed and assess it by yourself. And then that would lead to an open discussion with other community members as to how the, ma- the funds should be managed. There will also be some incentive in order for people to propose their own projects, because as you mentioned before, there's a lot of things surrounding the value of this, one of it being the actual investments. However, just driving discussion and making people aware of this through engaged conversations is also a big focal point of this, right? Um, so ultimately, it'll be this dashboard that they can navigate to assess previous investments, analyze current ones, and then discuss with other community members as to how funds should be managed, as well as leaving room to propose any projects that people find uh, relevant to us. Awesome. So I think that has answered the question. If anybody wanted to know exactly how to get started and what it would look like if they got started. Let's go down that rabbit hole uh, that we mentioned previously about so you're planting coral, but then Christian, you kind of had uh, mentioned, you know, deep, more more depth into education component, et cetera. Can you kind of unpack that for us? Yeah. So kind of since the beginning of this project, you know, we obviously had this great journey and connecting with all these different NGOs and seeing the importance and doing our thing for the environment and planting coral with this project. That's kind of really been at the center of how we've organized our activities, right? But in every conversation we had with them and and internally with ourselves, you know, we've always felt, yeah, so what are the main problems affecting the ocean, right? One of the main problems is like pollution and acidification of waters. Another problem is actual global warming temperatures. And for example, with that one, that's not even, that's outside of the question of the corals. You know, that's like, that's happening because the world is moving in a certain direction, right? So we always wanted to have space with this project to work on that level of education, work on that level of trying to tackle the causes outside of the very subject matter we're dealing with, i.e. corals. And provide something there to kind of approach it holistically you know so that's why in our roadmap one of our activations as we sell the collection is to establish what we call a solar punk academy kind of playing on the the words of solar punk and this idea that we can equip people with the knowledge the resources and the education whether those are artistic skills business practices or even practical things about growing food and these kind of things associated with permaculture and, and living resiliently and, and in balance with our environments um, to, to kind of bring this other dimension into what we're doing here as well. You know, Awesome. Awesome. That just brings me to several more questions, your 2022 roadmap, but also, you know, if our listeners, you know, would like to join your community and they have skills and talents, you have a growing community. So I'm sure that you guys welcome you know, people with talents and skills, even like you mentioned, or other ones, you know, of of all different types. Absolutely. And we've already started collaborating with a few community members that have come up, which are either artists or environmental activists. Uh, We just onboarded someone that we don't know in real life from our team that's doing coral restoration all across Africa. So, you know, a large part of this is as well to collaborate, not just with NGOs, not just with other collections, but within the community. And uh, we're always looking for new people to kind of work together on this and, and on board. And and yeah. Awesome. And I see that you guys have a Twitter and Discord. And is this how our listeners can join your community and reach out to you? Um, we have all the links on, on, the, on the blog post page for today. But what are the primary methods that people can reach out? Yeah, so 
our Twitter is a good place to sort of stay informed and, and have a general overview of what's happening. And we keep people updated there. But the Discord is really where the magic happens, you know. So that's where we're running a lot of competitions, giveaways. We've even got some in-Discord games and an in-server coin, which is a bit of a revolution and getting everyone very excited. You can get some oral coin, no joke. Come and find out, you know. And um, and there's a lot of interesting conversations there happening uh, around you know, what we address with our with our projects. So that's a fun place to be. And if you're new to it, I also recommend just having a skim through the website. Jimmy crafted it kind of towards the end of uh, last year very, very beautifully. And I think it, it illustrates our vision. And if you just want to read through it, like just take your time and read through it, you get all the information uh, there to then come in fully equipped and informed into the Discord. Yeah, it's an awesome website. I have to agree with you. Tell us about what 2022 and your roadmap looks like. So, so yeah, exciting times ahead, Michael. Uh, we're getting ready to launch and overall we have the core roadmap where uh, we've structured in a way where we're aiming, uh, targeted and very committed to going for the sellout and start with strong foundations. However, we understand that not everything can go as expected. So we have crafted everything in a way where regardless of the sellout outcome, everything can be activated in due time. So just by a 10% sellout, and as soon as we sell 10% of our collection, the impact fund will be able to be activated, where the funds will be stored in the wallet, the dashboard will be activated, and we will be start working with a community of curators to propose projects to the community and start investing in them. And then as soon as we sell 30% of our collection, that's when the payment to all NGOs will be triggered and we'll start monitoring the planting of 3,000 calls around three continents. And then a bit more down the line, we'll unleash the Solarpunk Academy, allowing people to access gated information regarding Solarpunk art, business practices, sustainable permaculture, all of that stuff. And then once we reach the 100% sellout is when we'll be launching our much-anticipated Aqua token, which will be a token that we distribute to holders for staking their NFT and will be tied to the governance of the impact fund to the purchase of sustainable uh, merchandise designed by one and only Christian, which has been working with some great brands out there, including Calvin Klein, and really excited about that, as well as uh, linking it to the Solarpunk Academy and so on. So beyond that, we have been working with a team of video producers, which could open the doors to some great uh, forms of entertainment in order to get our message across. However, we are placing a strong focus in allowing all community members to have a saying in how we develop beyond that point. So, you know, we don't see the point in producing a great comic, educating people about this, if that's not what our community wants. So once all of these initial, initial initiatives have been completed, we'll kind of let holders also decide and have a say in, in the steps ahead for the CCT. Okay, so basically the launch and release of your NFT series is coming up this quarter, right? It's coming up soon. Yeah, that's right. We've, we're aiming for quarter one of this year. And uh, we're giving ourselves a little bit of uh, margin uh, right now as we build our community and uh, get the numbers into a place where we, we really feel comfortable that we're going to sell and sell big, you know, and really like be able to activate a lot of this. But right now we're building good momentum and yeah, we're, we're on course uh, to launch in quarter one. Awesome. And I love the idea about the Aqua token. And uh, I'm going to have to have you guys back on the show. We're going to be doing YouTube videos here shortly and uh, we'll have to have you come back on the show and we'll unpack some more for our listeners. Is there anything else in closing that you guys would like to share uh, about sneak peeks or anything, you know, that you have plans? 
I think we've covered a lot of uh, a lot of <laughs> we've exposed a lot of our project, you know. So there's not much there's not much left to squeeze out there. But what I would say, and what's really been exciting us, is what Jimmy hinted to earlier, which is our marketing campaign, basically leading up into launch. We've got a really exciting strategy, and we're going to be uh, animating our avatars into into 3D, which opens up a lot of potential. Visualizing the mythology, visualizing the whole story behind what we're doing. And also potentially in the future, having them there existent in the metaverse, you know, in 3D. So, yeah, that's definitely an exciting avenue. Um, we're currently speaking to some different animators of a very high standard. And, uh, and yeah, artistically and, and creatively, it's, uh, I think it's going to be a really beautiful possibility for us. Awesome, guys. I'm excited about your project here in 2022 and beyond. Jimmy and Christian, man, it was a pleasure having you on the show. And uh, you guys are welcome back. We're going to have to do a video. Absolutely, Michael. Thanks a lot for having us, man. Hopefully you listeners aren't seeing this, but you've got a beautiful surfing image behind you. So maybe next podcast can be done somewhere in Hawaii by the beach, uh, catching a few waves instead of in our office. Absolutely. If you like today's episode, definitely subscribe and like to the podcast, show your support and chime in here tomorrow for another special episode. Until then, make it a great day. Thanks for tuning in to New to Crypto Podcast. If you like the episode, be sure to follow and subscribe. You can listen to every episode on all major platforms. Have an interest in being on the show or want advertising? Reach out at newtocrypto.io. Head over to our site, newtocrypto.io, to access the resources mentioned in each episode. Until next time, remember to navigate the crypto landscape with pinpoint accuracy.